Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. How the hell are you this week? Sorry, I'm a little congested sounding. These uh, summer allergies are really kicking my ass. But I have Jerrica from the band Ramathorn from Indianapolis, Indiana here on the line with me today. And we're going to talk about indie punk and just some awesome fucking radness today. We had a chance to sit down over the holiday weekend and talk and just, you know, shoot the shit and have some laughs and just talk about cool stuff about the indie uh, I-N-D-Y, not I-E, like, not indie rock, but Indianapolis metal scene and punk scenes up there and stuff. So let's check in with Jerrica here in just a second, and let's talk. I mean, like, seriously, how how is everybody? How is everybody holding up? It's, you know, we're, we're out of the pandemic for the most part. We're just still trying to get, get our legs back about us. You know, I'm not going to lie, the last few two to three weeks, I've really been in a funk, and it's been kind of hard to just kind of shake this time. It seems like everywhere you turn around, there's, you know, something, you know, whether it's whatever you're on social media. So I think I'm going to give this little PSA about, you know, take your breaks from social media. It's always going to be there, okay? 
I don't think we're going back to like 2001 when, you know, you just had message boards and shit like that. Or the 80s where you just had, you know, your notebook. Even though with the, with the cry for nostalgia and stuff like that with like things like Stranger Things and whatnot. But like, seriously, take the time for to take uh, care of yourself and, you know, do, do what you need to do. If you need to jump off of like things like Facebook and TikTok and Instagram for a while, do it. You know... If you ever need somebody to say, hey, um, I'm taking a break, can you let let people know? Sure, let me know. I'll tell people. And I would be doing the same thing if, you know, as well. That's all I can say. But, so, I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it sweet today. I'm going to, you know, we're going to talk with Jerrica here in just a few minutes. But I also have an album review from Athena. We're coming back to the heavy metal bunker and metal mischief. She is going to be talking about the new Crop album. So let's check in with Athena, and I'll be right back. Misfits and miscreants. Bangers and meshers. Deviants and the deviated. The tormented and the fermented. Ghouls and goblins. Creatures of the night. Jack those headphones crank the volume to max spark it up and just relax it's time for your deadly dose this time i don't think batman's in the house i don't deadly dose deadly dose deadly dose dose. man i i put up like bat sensors and like even little (laughs) bat houses thinking that maybe that would deter him from like hanging out at the metal bunker but I think we scared him away. Well, good. He's not, like, lurking in my backyard or anything, right? I mean, we are kind of anarchists, and Joker is basically anarchist. I think we scared him away. Yeah, but I'm talking we're the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the next installment of Metal Mesh Chef. On today's lineup, it's Crop. Does Crop, the self-titled album. So, you may need to dust off the bong, roll up a blunt, maybe a few joints, and if you were a teen of the early 1990s like me, chug that two liter of crack sugar. Plug, 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 plug. Yes, but back then it was like three liters. So, (laughs) like the bongs are even like bigger and badder ass, and they don't sell three liters anymore. So now you only have two liter. True. Two liter, and I'm not gonna give it away yet. But you gotta go find the tin foil, steal the faucet screen, <laughs> dump out the bathroom garbage can. You know, clean that shit out first, cause tampons and shit, gross. Uh. And some kind of tool for making holes, probably like that pocket knife we all carry. You know, the good old gravity bong. Because you were going to want to pay tribute in all the appropriate ways during this excursion with crop insert bong noises dm meyer producer dm meyer i want you to close your eyes for a minute all right we're gonna pretend do you remember when we were like 10 and we would pretend Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to pretend. Mm-hmm. It's a full moon. Oh. 
and the creatures are out to play. Oh no. To frolic amongst the bluesy doom riffs in the waning moon. Oh, splendid. Drenched in tar-like blues, accompanied by wood nymphs and jazz house vocals. Okay, all right, I see where you're going. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a harmonious blend of doom, sludge, and stoner metal that leaves you with a mouth of cotton. I thought you were going to say cum for a second. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's a different fairy tale. Like, I, I know where your brain went on that one, DM. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Well, you led so, me down that direction. getting back on <laughs> track, <laughs> we have six smoke-laden tracks of doom from Lexington, Kentucky. This is Crop's first and only album this far. In my opinion, though, it's a bomb fucking way to arrive on the scene. Released back on October 25th, 2021, it's not a new album per se, but I thought it definitely deserved to be paid tribute. I saw them open for some killer local bands here in my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, and instantly started banging my head. I knew I was going to have to review their self-titled album, Crop. I was also so, there, and I banged Yeah, I was going to say, DM, you were there. What What are your thoughts on that show? They were pretty fucking dope. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm the dude that likes Radiohead and shit like that, and I banged my head pretty hard to that. That was really good. I have to say, and I guess Athena has shown me some really good Doom and Stoner Metal that's up my alley, but for them, yeah, that was fucking terrific. Awesome. Hell yeah. See, you're you're hearing it from the guy who's not even really a metal guy. Nope. But <laughs> I mean, sometimes. But yes. Sometimes. We are. I'm, I told him I'm slowly going to turn him into a fucking metalhead. It's so. slowly starting to happen. <laughs> I feel like a specimen okay. on you the know, table. You know, metalheads are like fucking infectious. Like, yes, I'm a specimen yeah. on the table. I'm, I'm like I'm in the movie thing. Well, we're so much fun. That's just the thing. <laughs> like, I'm a- metalheads are fucking fun. <laughs> On the specimen on the table for the movie Thing by John Carpenter, and her, she's inseminating metal into me, and it's gonna claw my chest. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so now metal is literally a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. Wow. I feel it in my chest. It is clawing out of it. Are we going alien on this now? No, I'm talking about the thing. I know, but you. Okay. We are diverting way too much. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) So, getting a little back on track here. Um, My favorite track, speaking of back on track, my favorite track is Shame Chamber. It is very reminiscent of like the 1990s Edge of Sanity, if you guys know who I'm talking about. They weren't around for very long and they only put out a couple albums. But um, this crop album feels just kind of makes me feel like edge of sanity used to make me feel you know um the lyrics are heartbreaking i mean but we've all been there we all know what that fucking feels like they just put it to music the album is pretty raw to the emotions and although it is an enjoyable listen it definitely puts you in a mood and i'm doing like air quote thingies with my finger thingies right now she is. She definitely is. <laughs> yeah. 
But I have to say that seeing them live definitely shows more range and talent that I don't really pick up from the record. The energy levels during the show were like through the fucking roof, yes, man. Yes, they were. But this album is more somber and laid back. So the juxtaposition between their live show and their recording kind of like floored me a little bit. I was like, wow, like I'm not getting the same feeling or energy, you know, and and sometimes that happens with bands. It's like sometimes they blow you away live and sometimes their album is still good, but it's not as fucking like pow, you know, as it was when you saw them live. And then there's other bands that their album fucking kicks your ass and then you go see them live and you're like, dude, are these like imitations, man? Like, <laughs> I don't even understand what the fuck's happening right now. It doesn't sound anything like their fucking album. I have to agree with Athena mm. with this. Uh, I do. Um, and they were amazing live. And honestly, I think that uh, it could just be like, uh, like I used to have a band and, and it could go vice versa sometimes too. Sometimes you're better live than you're on the record. Um, yeah. And so. I mean, and that's always up to like the listener too, of course, you know. Exactly. But at the same time, like it just, it, it, it was so different for me. Like I just had such a different energy seeing them live. And not that I don't like the album, I really like the album actually. Same, but same, same. but it's just it's just that. It's just the energy feels different. So mm-hmm. but, you know, that's okay. That's okay. They're very enjoyable. And I gotta say, like if if you've caught my last couple of shows, then you realize that sometimes it's really hard to find out information about the bands and who's in the band and who produced it and you know who who distributed and all that shit you know so i always try to do my due diligence and do all my research and everything and i reach out to the bands and talk to them i just have to make a quick correction from last week's or not even last week's i'm sorry my last cast and that was for the tamer isley project now, Tamer Isley, which I thought was a band of people, ended up being one fucking awesome dude from Turkey who did all that shit himself. Fuck so, yeah. Fuck yeah. So if, like, you were listening to my last review, then you know how badass that shit was. And he's just constantly pumping out stuff. So check out Tamer Isley Project from Turkey. He's badass. And literally does all the shit himself. And I just, you know, I had to, I had to correct myself from last time because... He deserves that credit, you know? I thought it was, like, literally six dudes doing all that because, like, all the strings and everything, but anyway. It's him. I know, it's just him. Like, And uh, uh, we, yeah. we hear down the grapevine he's making a new album, too. Yeah, actually, he kind of already sent it to me before it was released. And... Okay, I didn't know if that was okay to, for me to say <laughs> that yet. Yes. Well, no, uh, yes, uh, no. Yes, no. Anyway. <laughs> I think if you tuned in and you enjoyed Tamer Isley last time, then you'll enjoy his new album too when it actually comes out. So, anyway, I divert, but I just wanted to say, dude, badass. Wanted to correct myself on that one. But it's because these guys don't really put anything on the fucking interwebs for me to, like, be able to talk about them. And it's crazy to me that when I go to look up these awesome bands, it's very unfortunate that there's never usually any, like, information on the bands. So I usually reach out to the bands, and but I did not hear back in time for me to write this review from Crop. So 
you know, we all have busy lives and all, and I totally get that, but I don't want to misrepresent anybody. And, you know, I want to give them their credit always where their credit is due. You know, these guys work really hard at making this awesome music and, you know, we, they need everybody's support. And so I don't want to like slack off on that shit. <laughs> but if I remember next week, like I just did with Tamer, I will include the information later on as this little blip of my brain on another Metal Mischief. Okay? Deal? Deal, deal? And on that one, deal. I'm gonna... Here, let's... Cheers. Cheers, baby. Oh, yes. I need to have that one. Mm. Alright. Here's what I do know, though. They are from Lexington. Like I mentioned earlier, our, our back, backyard neighbors. There are four members, which I got to talk to one of them, and he seemed pretty damn cool. His girlfriend was really cool, too. She was running the merch booth and, like, hooked us up with, like, these bomb-ass t-shirts. But, by the way, you should always buy merchandise. It helps them. It always helps them. The label is independent. They are heavy as fuck. And, um, well, actually, that's literally all I, I kind of have right now. <laughs> I don't have any of the band members' names or... Anything like, you know... I can tell you that, like, like the basis... The distribution uh, or... The basis was amazing. The drummer's amazing, too. In person. It was a, it was a good show. It was a really fucking good show. If, you, if they ever come to your town, I would definitely recommend checking them out. Well, um, I was actually just getting to that. Dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got a little ahead of you. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, you can find them on Bandcamp. But be careful because when I when I googled them and looked them up, there's also a German band called Crop, and it's just a little bit different. Not bad, not bad. So <laughs> just different. Crap. It's not the same crop, you know. <laughs> it's not like Kentucky Crop. It's like German Crop. <laughs> so. Coop, crop. Crop. How would you say that? Oh. Coop. 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 Crap. I don't know. Coop. I'm Ukrainian. I'm not sure. <laughs> so. <coughs> like like DM just mentioned about the show they are actually coming back into our backyard our doom homies are will be back in Louisville again on July 21st at the mag bar if you missed them last time I hope you stop in to say hey and catch the next show buy some merch support the habits Gistar Gistar guitar strings are not free yo Star, buy the album on Bandcamp. Okay, that's enough of ridiculousness. Hold I on. think you. Hold on, I'm gonna hit this bowl and then. Should have more. Yes, more ridiculousness, please. Because it's time for Athena's five-shot review. Ooh. Oh, this is the most exciting part of the whole thing, hubba, right? Hubba. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Now that we have smoked our weight in cannabis and chugged a few brews, here are the rules. Hey, I made a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> five shots. I needed five shots to get through the motherfucker. Four shots. Meh. Could have used some oomph. Three shots. Good. Made me eardrum bang my head. Two shots. Really good. Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. One shot. Excellent. I'll probably have a bang over 
in the morning. I've seen her bangovers in the morning, and they are bad. They're pretty bad. <laughs> That's okay. If I can't lift my head up for three hours, it means I did it right. <laughs> so, insert shitty drum roll. And I'm going to give Crop's title album three shots. Good. Made me air drum and bang my head. So, until we meet again, have a most excellent time. And remember, keep it heavy. That's a wrap. Hell fucking yes, Athena and Dustin. Thank you so much for this week's contribution to Metal Mischief from the Heavy Metal Bunker. Hell yes, dig it. So let's go ahead and get into this. This is Ramathorn, and this is never going to stop. Metalheads, I have Jerrica from the 
indie punk band, and I say indie like Indianapolis, not like indie rock. Let's get that straight first. Uh, Ramathorn from Indianapolis, Indiana. What is up? Hey, man. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. What the fuck's up? Right? Yeah. Happy 4th of of July today for us. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, recording this a few days ago, for sure. (laughs) From the day this airs. That's You know, that's what we do here because, I mean... It's hard to get people's schedules nailed down for, for oh, fuck's sake. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, yeah, definitely hard. I mean, which is interesting, like all in a whole it's like being in another band almost for me. Because oh, it's yeah. like, well, what day works for you? Well, does it work for um what about Wednesdays? Is that cool? No, man, I'm off. I, I can't. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. how it is for the show. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to coordinate. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. So tell everybody out in Metal Forge land about Ramathorn. All right, Ramathorn. Well, um, you know, uh, we definitely get characterized as punk rock more than anything. Um, and, and definitely we identify that. Uh, I think we try to do more rock and roll than anything else. But, uh, you know, yeah, we're just uh, fast-paced rock and roll in your face and uh, talk about getting fucked up and drinking and doing drugs. <laughs> That's pretty much what, what we're all about is the parties. So. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much for Amathorn. We've been together for a little over a year now. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much us in a nutshell. Uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> hey, and, and, you know, that's really where, I mean, honestly, that's really what Lemmy wanted to do. Was yeah. was that kind of that kind of deal? Yeah, he touched on religion and government and stuff, but you right. know, and I don't think you can go wrong with the whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll motif yeah. as a, as what you would write about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we try to keep it light. Of course, you know, we, we throw in some things here and there, but but we like to keep it light and just uh, you know all about having fun and and those experiences. So um, that's what we try to write more about and. Uh, you know things like that but you know here in the future we might write some more political stuff or something heavier but right now it's all just about the fun of it so yeah definitely and a lot of things i've noticed where you know bands today that don't necessarily play metal but they don't mm-hmm. they don't play pop rock like yeah. you know like shit like aerosmith or you know or whatever that side of rock is doing these days they kind of get lumped in with a punk genre almost yeah yeah they definitely do um you know i think that i guess here locally for indianapolis we have such a a major punk scene here um you know so we don't we've got the rock and roll bands but for the majority of our scene it's it's punk so uh you know again we get lumped into that and we're cool with it and you know, we definitely have some aspects of a little bit of metal on us, too. Um, sometimes my voice can kind of really bring that out. So <laughs> has more of a metal aspects to it at times. So, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. So. so so you all are releasing your first album tomorrow mm-hmm. on July the 9th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yes. Tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... I, I see the posts on Facebook for it. The, the uh, yeah. cover is awesome. I just love that. It looks total DIY, oh, thanks, honestly. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yes, sure. So tell us about how did the album come about? Well, um, you know, we, we've been together and, and we wanted to put something out. Um, you know, we kind of, I suggested doing a couple songs digitally. Scotty said, let's just do a whole fucking album. So, um, 
so that's what we did um and uh you know just kind of came about that way scotty burke uh, my guitar player he's the one that recorded it recorded in his basement where we practice um yeah he did everything for us did a great job he hasn't really recorded an album in quite a long time so it was uh really cool to go through that and see the process of it and yeah we did it all ourselves and you know the artwork we wanted to keep real simple just uh not snazz it up too much just keep it real real simple so definitely well i think today's music there are so many bands out there that have the capability to record on their own it it Mm -hmm. almost seems as if like the studio going to the studio is almost like a like a lost art yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 definitely um you know and we we have a lot of friends here in town that record and um all that kind of stuff too so we kind of had options but it was you know, it was just really cool for us to just do it all together you know um and and yeah yeah i mean nowadays you can fucking put shit out by yourself and it's, it's great you know you don't have to work through a fucking label or uh going somewhere and get it recorded and you know, do it your fucking self so right well and you mentioned just now you, you don't have to go through a label which yeah. you know that to me don't get me wrong it's like there's labels out there that would be amazing to be a part of oh yeah yeah but, absolutely. but just getting to the to the degree of being able to put out your own stuff and mm-hmm. your fan base just latching on to it and, and buying it and i think that's a big control factor of mm-hmm. of of how you uh, as a musician how you gauge what you do yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure Definitely. from like the the very you know like putting out a cd versus putting out an album how many of these do you put out you know what you know it makes you think in in the business sense also but it makes you think very real world uh-huh yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean and we're we've gotten a really um uh, you know already a good amount of people that want to get it so it's pretty pretty cool and pretty encouraging um you know we probably ordered too many but fuck it hey <laughs> you know go sell them who gives a shit um you know i'm excited about putting it out digitally too uh just being able you know it's just it's so incredible putting your music out and how many people can hear it nowadays you know Oh, for uh, sure. You're not limited anymore, so um, it's it's going to be super cool to put them out on, on the streaming platforms and see what see what comes of that as well. So, yeah, definitely excited for that. Well, definitely. we're going to wait a little bit for that, but we'll put our CD out first, and maybe a couple months later we'll do our, do the digital. So. Right, and that's like the delicate thing to do at this point because it's like you know when you want to sell an album. You really want to have the album available, but then again, you you do lose so many sales by like Spotify streams and mm-hmm. such. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. that's hardcore when you you know when you're really trying to. It's almost as if it's a it's another version of like, you know, like LimeWire or Napster or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't get to keep the digital copy, but yeah. but it's always there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and definitely, you know, for me, and really for us, we want to make our money back for what we, you know, how many, you know, how, what it cost us. But after that, we don't give a fuck. You know, we just want people to hear it, and uh, and that's, you know, the easiest access is to put it out there like that. So, yeah, you definitely lose sales, but you also gain maybe a following that you would have never, never had, you know, and wouldn't have heard you. So, um, 
yeah, that's just kind of how we feel about it. You know, we'll get we'll get our money back, and then after that, who gives a shit? <laughs> right. And the the CD release show is actually at Healer with Tiger Sex and Dope Sweater. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two uh, great bands. Tiger Sex Blues from Ohio. Um, yeah. They played a, a lot around here, and always love seeing them. It's going to be such an honor to play with them. Just I've seen them play for you know ten plus years, so. Always a great time to see them. Dope Sweater, they're here. They're Indiana-based. I don't know if they're exactly in Indianapolis, but also just another another great band to, to be a part of. And uh, We didn't really know at first if this was going to be when we released the album, so we booked this show beforehand. But uh, it's going to be great to release the CD and stuff and, and be able to play with them as well. So Definitely. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. What are you most looking forward to in in the release of the show, at the show? Um, Really, just... Uh, just for everybody to have a good ass time yeah <laughs> um, yeah I mean cool we'll sell albums all that shit um, but really it's just playing playing with those two bands are great and then you know here in Indianapolis we're very fortunate to have a great great music scene so uh, everybody coming out and just 
celebrating, really. Um, you know, we'll have that show at Healer, and then the next day we have, um, we're playing a show in Bloomington where I actually grew up. Um, so it'll be really cool to play down there, and, you know, it's still, it's like a album, or, you know, CD release party for the weekend. So we're going to go down to Bloomington, party it up, and I'll see some people I grew up with. It'll be a, be a great time. So, yeah, it's kind of like the, the mini Indiana tour this weekend. <laughs> right, yeah, you've yeah. got you've got Indy on Saturday. You've got Bloomington on Sunday. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. does Indy still have a decent, like, I know they used to do, like, punk rock Mondays. Uh, well, see, I, uh, they do the punk rock night every Saturday. Up here. Is it up yeah. Saturday up there? Yeah. Um, and then there used to be, when I was growing up in Bloomington, uh, Punk Rock Monday down there. Okay. Um, they don't do that anymore in Bloomington. Um, but yeah, up here in Indianapolis every Saturday night. Um, then, you know, every once in a while they'll throw something during during the week that's a Punk Rock night, uh, you know, affiliate thing. But yeah, yeah, it's every every Saturday night. It uh, still happens up here. It's uh, one of the busiest nights the Melodian has, so. Definitely. And I know that's one of the things that I, you know, I can't remember because everything's such a blur. Stitch, <laughs> Stitch from the God Awfuls and I were talking how it used to be a circuit deal where, like, uh, Louisville always tried to have a Sunday. And uh-huh. and I think there was St. Louis that had Mondays at one point. And, mm-hmm. and, and like, Cincinnati had Fridays. So you could yeah. come in and play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And do uh-huh. and you know do four to five shows all within yeah. you know three hundred three hundred and fifty miles from each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure who really does it anymore. You know, outside of I know there is uh, places, but I'm yeah, I'm not not too sure on who does it. Um, but yeah, I mean that was one of the big things when I was growing up was Punk Rock Night Mondays. It was it was great. You definitely. Know, definitely. See, that would be awesome seeing unity in the punk scene it, and, and even in the metal scene, I think. If anybody could just sit there okay. and and do like five shows in like five cities and then uh-huh. you know, the the next like region would do the same thing where you you know, mm-hmm. you could constantly tour at that point. Right, yeah, yeah. You could finally, you know, always have a town where punk rock night is, you know, having their thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Definitely. It it <laughs> seems to be that that uh, a lot of the punk shows here in Louisville, everybody is super cool with one another. Like they, mm-hmm. it's like they always try to help out the band. It's like, okay, well, you're coming from indie. Well, yeah. So, uh, so we're not going to take our cut. We're going to give it to you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. how it is there as well? Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, with the melody and Greg Brenner's, you know, pretty much the founding of that. Um, he has a, a house pretty close to it that, you know, if the bands are coming out of town, they can stay at his house for free, you know, so after the show, we have big parties there, and the bands get to stay, and uh, yeah, everybody's definitely very, very giving to any band that comes out of town, um, and we try to make them, you know, try to take care of everything for them while they're, while they're here. Definitely. See, that's, you know, that's one thing I wish all music scenes had more of. Oh, yeah. It's just... Yeah. It's just you know the giving aspect of it oh yeah and especially when you're coming so far from out of town and having you know, you know to figure out where you're gonna stay you know and everybody likes to get fucked up and have a good time and you know it's like it's really great to have such a such a close you know area space to go to after your show so you don't have to worry about yeah, having to drive back or, or you know pay that extra money just to stay somewhere so yeah it's it's very cool definitely we're about the middle of the year you, you know you're putting out the album 
So what's coming after the album? I mean, what have you, what have y'all got on the docket for the rest of the year? Um, well, you know, we're pretty pretty booked up in July. Um, we're playing. God, I think I have it all written down somewhere. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be playing State Street Pub again. I believe that's uh, coming up at the end of July. Um, that's just a little place again here in Indianapolis. They have punk rock shows, indie shows. They have fucking everything. Um, metal shows, all kinds of shit. They're really great. Great little venue. Uh, then we'll have Black Circle. That's July 22nd. Um, again, really great venue. They kind of do more. Uh, I more would say metal. more the metal. Yeah, more yeah. the metal. Of definitely, Black Circle. I'm definitely familiar with uh, Stranger Attractions up there oh, and, yeah. and Black mm-hmm. Circle. Super cool people. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. With, even with Sean and Wise Blood. Uh, big shout out mm-hmm. to both of both Sean and Dustin because they're yeah. they're super rad people and. Oh yeah, they're total, total behind the metal and punk scene a million percent. So oh yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a great place. I've never uh, never played there, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I've gone to tons of shows there. Yeah, it's always a great time. And, yeah, again, great people running it. Um, yeah, and then we'll be playing J. Clyde's. I don't think we have anything in August at all. Oh wow. <laughs> Uh, which, you know, things pop up last minute totally for us, too. You right. know, someone hit me up from a week from now. Hey, you want to play? Like, yeah, we'll play. So, uh, Which is very punk rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we probably, I don't even know if we've really ever sought out to book a show. Everybody's kind of <laughs> Everybody's hit you up. So, yeah, yeah, everybody hits us up. We're like, okay, cool, man. We don't have to fucking worry about that shit. But, uh, yeah, we got Jay Clyde's in September, which uh, it's a little bar right next to Emerson. Um, theater that they put on shows for many years. Um, yeah, just a little bar right next to there, and they started putting on shows again. Um, they used to do it way back in the day, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a little spot though. I mean, God, the <laughs> you fit a band in there, and uh, everybody's on top of each other when you when you play. But it's it's so great. It's that's very fun. So definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what we got. September seventh. That's with uh, Soy City Stranglers. Um, I think they're in from uh, Illinois. They're really great, great rock and roll band. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we have going on right now. Um, now you, you brought up Emerson. Me. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I don't know. Have you you've played at Emerson? Is that right? Have you have you? I have. I've never played at Emerson, but I've gone to. Uh, I actually just live right down the road from it. But uh, yeah, I've. I've uh, gone to a lot of shows there definitely i think the first time i ever went there was in 2001 and exodus and exodus was playing there oh nice nice (laughs) and and it seems like you know of course we're you're just now getting out of the pandemic kind of stuff and Uh it you know they didn't get to have shows for a long time and now it seems like they're really ramping up a lot of shows yeah um i was actually just in there uh, maybe about a week and a half. Um, I got a friend that's uh, working there, and they're remodeling the place. So, are they getting rid uh, of that slanted fucking floor? Yes, they are. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, right. That was the first thing I was like, "Look at this shit! You can walk right up to the fucking stage now." So, and not yeah, slide they, uh, down a hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all leveled up. They've got a little VIP section up in the lounge now. Um, nice. Actually, they'd be redoing the bathrooms. Thank fucking God, because yeah, it's always terrible to be on. I think that's but, the. Uh, I think that's the standing point of any club. I could. St- <laughs> 
I will go and say, don't ever fucking remodel anything in your club unless you have a a slanted floor going to your stage. Remodel that shit and remodel your fucking bathrooms. Yeah, I feel like every time I go in that place, somebody is working on one of those fucking bathrooms. It's just like, man, you guys just need to tear this shit down and rebuild. But uh, yeah, but it was really exciting and really cool to go in there and see what it's see what it's looking like. So um, they're definitely trying to improve it. Um, That's badass. I, I'm yeah. excited for that now because yeah, right. just because like standing in there just. You know, you feel like you're off kilter because they yeah. because of the theater theater seating floor that was in there. Oh, uh huh. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so that will definitely be a plus. I'm gonna have to make the make the two hour journey up there. And and the cool thing you were talking about Black Circle a minute ago. I wanted to bring this up. Since it's summertime, are y'all doing that outside? Well, so I I was just asking a friend of mine a couple of days ago about that because I've been noticing all their shows are inside. Um, and now that it's warmer out, it's like, why the fuck are you guys not outside? Um, I think something is going on with their noise audience over there oh. in that area that they're going through something right at this moment. Um, I think there's like a church right next to them too or something. So oh, they're kind of in a little battle about being outdoors. So they haven't to my knowledge had any shows outside yet so i hope hopefully that get resolved because it's uh, it's amazing uh i i love i love their outdoor outdoor shows for sure oh for sure and of course i know that they in august i believe it's august 13th they have heavy hell oh I'm, yeah uh, mm-hmm. uh, heavy hell three i might be wrong on the date if i am i will i will fix it in the comments below you know yeah um, well. But I know their Heavy Hell 3 is coming on, so hopefully Midnight can dedicate their set to that fucking church outside. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com check it out now since 2013 there has been a calling from the underground from the graves of all those unholy and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this soul grinder zine an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Uh, here's another question of like the punk scene up in Indy that I want to ask about because 
here in Louisville, it's kind of a you you hear about it after the fact a lot. Are there still mm-hmm. a lot of house shows in Indy? Um, you know, I definitely feel like it's coming back quite a bit. Um, in the last year or two, absolutely. Um, more places are popping up. When I first moved up to Indy, I didn't ever hear about them. Um, and growing up in Bloomington, there were house shows all the fucking time when I was growing up. So That's when I moved understandable up here, because it's a college yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it, we just it was constant all the time. Now, they, Bloomington does not have that anymore. It's definitely not a thing like it used to be, which is unfortunate, but things happen. Um, but yeah, up in here we have uh, we have Spasm House, we have uh, Marble Mansion. Uh, I want to think there's like about two others, but yeah, um, definitely house shows are a thing, and a lot more people from the Melody Inn. Uh, we've been talking about, hey, well, you know, I got this fucking huge ass basement let's throw parties so i definitely think you're we're going to be seeing more of an up upkeep in it you know or people are going to really start throwing more parties and and uh, house parties at that so definitely and that, mm-hmm. because see to me that's like the mythos of the scene that yeah. just all of a sudden wasn't there anymore and mm-hmm. you know or like i said it was so uh on the dl that like you didn't know about it until hey man i went over to this this house show this past right. friday or whatever and you're like well motherfucker why didn't i know about this yeah yeah and that still happens you know up here i saw that pat and the pissers were playing somewhere and i love that band and i was like why the fuck did i not hear about this until after it's fucking over so yeah some of them are still just not promoted um you just don't hear about them and then you hear about them after the fact but um it's just super cool that people are starting to kind of bring it back and um you know being a part of that because that's again the shit i grew up on i love it i love uh house shows i love playing them so yeah it's definitely really cool to start to do that hell yeah so i want to go ahead and switch over to some general questions about you these are like i said on the last few episodes the last few weeks these are the new and improved questions i've got to say that for for a few weeks at least so everybody knows (laughs) that hey i got new questions there's something better to look forward to (laughs) instead of like instead of like what's your favorite food or what do you what's your least favorite food (laughs) so these these are totally open-ended questions about life that uh, they could okay. be applied to music movies uh any any fandoms out there uh but mostly it's all just about real world life experience stuff all right all right cool cool i'm ready if you had, <laughs> definitely if, <laughs> this one's a tough one first off all right. i don't even know how i would answer this it is <laughs> if you had to lose one of your five senses what would it be Holy shit. Okay. Let me think about this for a second. Um, ooh, That's uh, rough. Probably smell, right? I just get rid of smell. I think I'd be okay with that. I, yeah. I think definitely living in the punk scene, I would want to give up smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and in uh, the metal scene. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, sight would be too much. Sometimes I don't want to hear shit, but I love music, so that's oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> be like, be like Beethoven cutting the legs off the piano just to feel the the vibration. Oh, I could, right. I could not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sight, no uh, taste, 
No, couldn't do it. Yeah, oh. I really hated losing losing taste. The one time I got COVID, losing taste was just, it was just the worst. It was not cool. <laughs> so with that, did you try things that you had never tried before? No, no, I didn't, I didn't do none of that shit. Um, I just, you know, it makes you not really want to eat. You eat a little bit and you're like, I, I guess it was just kind of crazy the, uh, you know, the, the mental of it, you know, if you can't taste anything, you eat a little bit of something, but then you're like, I'm full. Um, I guess I tend to eat more based on my taste buds. I'm like, damn, this is good. So, I'll, you know, I'll really devour something. But when you can't taste, it's like, I just eat a little bit and be done. So. Right. And it's like, man, what's the point? Yeah. What's the fucking point of this? So Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people out there read electronic books, you know, eBooks and shit like that. And they listen uh-huh. to, uh, audiobooks. I, I listen to audiobooks and stuff like that myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that takes away from the reading experience? Well, uh, you know, I worked at Borders Books for like, I don't know, like six years. I loved that job. Um, and I love reading, for sure. An actual book in your hand. Um, also love writing. So uh, for me, I, yeah, I think it does. But, yeah, you know, in the day and age that we're in, people need audio books you know um sitting down and reading a book is i would say harder for us now in this society than it used to be um we're busy on the go um, a lot of people you know listen to audiobooks while they're you know working or, or driving so I, I see the benefits of an ebook and all of that i personally like to read a fucking book so yeah, <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah. I mean, ebooks help a lot of people, um, and it's our attention spans and things like that. They're definitely a necessity now. So, uh, but I'm I'm always a book person. Definitely, yeah, I like a physical fucking book in my hand. <laughs> See, I love to have both. Honestly, I mm-hmm. love to have a physical copy of the book. Yeah. Uh, especially like music books and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I can really just kind of blow through music biographies, but uh-huh. like you put something like the Lord of the Rings in front of me and it's like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It just, Uh it took me forever to read because Uh not just uh, Tolkien's like writing style, but just like I'll read like 10 or 12 pages and then I start getting the nod, you know, and like starting to go to sleep and it's like, fuck, I can't (laughs) do this. Uh Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, with those e-books, it can keep you keep your attention and all that kind of stuff and yeah 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 i mean everybody blamed ebooks for putting borders books out of business but that definitely was not the case (laughs) usually usually bad business puts business out of business yes yes it just (laughs) happened when that this guy who owned uh he owned circuit city linen and things he bankrupt all the businesses and he bought borders bankrupted too so it kind of made all sense you know he got the big payout for bankruptcy Oh, yeah, because big business, hard at fucking work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What brand or product do you buy because you feel it is trustworthy? Oh, man. Um, I guess like organic food. That's what (laughs) that brand of organic. I always buy organic. Anything else, I'm not really. I'll buy a certain brand just because I think it's trustworthy. But um, yeah, I mean that's the only thing that pops in my mind for that one. Okay, <laughs> organic, so organic food, food yeah. definitely. Organic food. So, it's got to have so, that organic on it. So with that, you know, if you don't go to like 
Whole Foods or anything like that. Do you are you like a farmers market type of person? I, I do like farmer market a lot. Um, you know, over here where I live, it's kind of a food desert. We mm. don't have a lot of grocery stores. Um, we got two Kroger's that are ghetto as fuck, but it's all we got over here. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much just what's close to my fucking house. You know, um, I don't understand really travel to go to fucking Whole Foods or anything. If there was one over here, I'd definitely go to it. But um, yeah, we just we don't really have a lot over here. So um, pretty much all these in Kroger's where I'll go. And then, yeah, we have a farmer's market about once a week over uh, in Irvington. So usually try to hit that just to be part of that shit. Right. You know, you mentioned something just now that that, that side of Indy is kind of a food desert. And, yeah, you know, I had a boss one time. Well, he wasn't necessarily my boss. He was my boss's boss. He was like a general manager type. And he was like, he pointed out the fact that Indy has no, other than the Monroe Reservoir, mm-hmm. you know, which is actually Bloomington, that yeah. Indy has no fresh water source. Mm-hmm. That, so it's kind of a, kind of a fresh water desert too. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. And he was like, I, he's like, every time I go to Indy, I never, I take my own bottled water. He's like, uh, because. I never do anything from the tap unless it's to shower. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely not. Trying to drink tap water out of this shit is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, there, because three days ago somebody flushed that water that you're pouring out of the tap. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, why did you tell me really that shit? Yeah, yeah, I got a friend that always tells me that shit, and I'm like, no, I don't want to hear it. Oh, yeah. it. It's rough, though, and I mean, yeah. I think yeah. that's a, a huge point that – you know, I think more people should bitch about. Personally. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is, you know, the the food and water situation in this country. Yeah, yeah, and you know, especially over here, you've got so many people, and then when you go to the grocery stores, there's barely. I mean, it's already bad enough how things are, but you know, you go to the grocery store, there's not shit because you've only got two little fucking places over here to shop for your groceries, so it gets depleted very quickly. Um, but we don't have a lot of options, so. Yeah. Definitely. And, and you know, I mean, that's the – I'm I'm not trying to get political here, but that's the government at <laughs> work, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, there's plenty of spaces. and you got the people over here to have another fucking place to shop. But, oh, for um, sure. Yeah. For sure. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards! 
It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. If you were a bartender, what famous person would you like to serve? What famous person? Are they going to be alive or can they be dead? <laughs> I'm leaving that up to you. All right. Uh, fuck. All right. Well, let's think about that. Um... I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know. There's so many people that come to mind. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Charles Bukowski. I think that would be my one. I'm if sorry. I wanna, if who I, is it? Charles uh, Charles Bukowski, it's a, a poet and an author. Yeah, uh, he's dead. Not, I am not familiar with. Can you give me oh, some? Bukowski. Give me a give me a rundown. Bukowski. Um, Bukowski. He's just. Uh, uh, he's more known for his poems. He wrote short stories and stuff. But he's uh, there's a famous movie Barfly that was after him. Oh Mickey yeah. Rourke. Um, so that Mickey was based Rourke. off of yeah. Mickey Rourke was Bukowski in the movie. Um, but yeah, I mean he's basically just a uh, he's an amazing writer. I love his stuff. Um, he's pretty bad drunk too. So <laughs> I think he probably has some. So cool you would definitely get the chance to actually yeah to yeah, serve him serve him uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, he was just great at, um, you know, he was kind of around the beat writers, but he wasn't necessarily recognized as a beat writer. Um, and okay. he wasn't uh, really acknowledged, he's more acknowledged after he died than he was before, but uh, his poems was just always moved me, his short stories always have, he just had a way, way with words and a way to, I don't know, describe everyday life that uh, was very relatable. So definitely, definitely be my one. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that, and that's totally rad. And unfortunately, yeah, yeah. that seems to be the problem with a lot of the arts, especially here in the United States, it seems like, that so many people get ridiculous amounts of recognition after they die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not while yeah, they're alive when it makes the difference. And we're, especially right. if there's an issue where somebody has either you know, drank themselves to death or OD'd or committed suicide that, you know, that recognition could have helped them survive for the most part. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, um, like his story, he would, he would send in, you know, his stuff and just rejection after rejection, you know, letters. And, um, after the fact, everybody, you know, everybody fucking loves Bukowski now. So it's, uh, He's definitely more like a cult classic type of dude. So, um, yeah, it's it's always very unfortunate people getting acknowledged after the fact. But I will say we're definitely in a better better age for people getting getting noticed than we ever have. So, um, 
you know, now we have a lot more outlets of putting your writing out there and other people seeing it. And, um, you know, it's just different than it was back in, you know, the forties and fifties. So for sure. Yeah, definitely. What is the first impression you want to always give people? Oh shit. Um, (laughs) um, I guess that I'm just, uh, uh, that I'm myself. I guess that's the first impression. Not that I'm trying to appease or, uh, or uh, try to impress. I'm just, just that I'm genuine. I guess that would be my first. For, I always want to do that. So that's my first approach with people. But I'm genuine, and you know that you're talking to a real motherfucker, and not just somebody that's going to blabble some bullshit at you. So. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah. I think that you know, I've always lived by a, a quote from Lemmy on something like that. He's like, I'm not interested in people for you know what what they have done. I'm interested in people in what in people who do what they say and say what they mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's super important. And, um, yeah, you know, we just got so many, you know, social media and everything else. I feel like everybody, you know, is trying to do things not totally necessarily for attention or things like that, but in ways they are, you know, and it's, I just hate that shit. You know, I just, I like to know when I'm talking to somebody, they're not, their intentions are good um, and they're being real. That they're not being fake. So right. that's always my biggest thing with people. And there, and you're right. That is such a norm on social media. And unfortunately, you know, even being in a podcast situation like this, I see that still with mm-hmm. with people who come on. It's like they got to live the. It's like living the the gimmick. I guess is what you could call right. it. You know, <clears throat> and right. you know the. Using the wrestling uh, lingo here, uh, kayfabe, you know, keeping the charade, and uh-huh. and these people who who k who like kayfabe in public, but they also do it in their own house kind of situation. They do it in private too, and it's yeah. just it's like when do you, when do you like not be that fake person? Right. Yeah. 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 And you know, I, I know for certain certain people, you know, you, you have a a gimmick or something that you're going for. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of great performers that I've seen that, you know, is that gimmick, but, um, uh, you know, it's just, just talking to people. It's, it's just, you want to be genuine, you know? And, and, uh, I see a lot of that too, especially I have done some podcasts with some friends and stuff and people come on and it's like, you, you're asking them questions and beating around the bush. And it's just like, just be real. Who the fuck are you? Like, is exactly. <laughs> that a big deal? You know, uh, but, you know, the society has kind of bred us to be exposed, but also people don't want to be too vulnerable. So, you know, it breeds uh, breeds different types of personalities for sure. Definitely. So i got a couple more. Okay. Uh, this one's kind of a lighthearted one. What is the most annoying bill you have to pay? Annoying bill? Um, well, um, it's... It's the weed man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I actually just clean houses and get free weed, so that works oh. out pretty well. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably, uh, probably my internet bill. I always feel like that one's a little too high. Internet used to be so cheap back in the day, and now it's like fucking 90 bucks. So that one always oh, yeah. burns me. Um, cell phones are always pretty expensive, too. I finally got my son his own cell phone, and... It's always a nuisance to add another line and pay a shit ton of money. So 
Those are my two probably most annoying. You know, gas and electricity is pretty necessity. That's not really annoying. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I say they're both annoying because yeah. it's like I always equate stuff like that, uh, like the internet, uh, electricity, fuel. It, it, it's kind of like cookware. Cookware is uh-huh. fucking ridiculously expensive if you go out yeah. and buy a new set of cookware. And uh-huh. and it's ridiculously, expi- ridiculously expensive for one reason. Mm-hmm. The manufacturers know you need it. Oh, yeah. To survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. is absolutely garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is garbage. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, it so, is. So, mm-hmm. to me, you know this tool of the internet that you know that i'm podcasting on right now and so on and so forth yeah it should be a lot cheaper because it's a tool it's a business tool and Mm -hmm. it's just been extorted to the point to where Mm -hmm. it's something that you need in this day and age and yeah and they're gonna they meaning like big business and government are gonna try and fuck you any way you can on it mm-hmm. yep yep and they know they can charge more because you're still gonna fucking pay it yeah. You want it. yeah just like mm-hmm. just like gasoline and and so oh, on yeah. and so forth mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah so i have one more question but before i get into that please go give a like a share and a follow because links are listed below if you're in the indianapolis area uh on the 9th which is tomorrow by the day this airs haha <laughs> That's my way around saying that we're recording here on July 4th. <laughs> that, please, go buy a new copy of the brand new album from Ramathorn. Yeah. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give today? Um, Not, not particularly. Shout-out to everybody ah. fucking listening. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who helped her get here, fuck off. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hell yes that's total punk and i love it yeah yes. that's right <laughs> hell yes so final question of the day right. if you could be a personal assistant to anyone who would it be and why personal assistant all right um and this can oh, still be the live or dead as well live or dead all right well, um, you know, if they're dead, you probably weren't a good personal assistant. You know, I would say personal assistants, you've been mentoring Lemmy and that would be fucking amazing. That would be a fun one to fucking you know, that be would a personal be. assistant too. <laughs> you know, I honestly don't know if I could be Lemmy's personal I assistant. I, I think, I think I you hang. totally could. I, <laughs> I mean, no, knowing what I've read about him, I think you totally could be. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not maybe not all the way, but I could definitely get a good try. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Hell yeah, Jerica! Thank you so much for coming into the Metal Forge this week. This has been oh, such so a great much. conversation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah. anytime. And mm-hmm. on the way out today from the new album, what do you want to play? Um, hmm, let's, uh, let's play, uh, fuck, let's do, uh, Make Me Come, fuck it, let's do that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is from Ramathorn, this is Make Me Come. <laughs>
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>